Hello, everyone. Welcome to Mangum Talks. We have the Brain Trust here at Mangum Talks. I have BJ with me. BJ, how you doing? Good. How are you? I am doing great. And this is Lee, by the way. And I've also got my buddy, my pal, my podcast host, Spencer. Spencer, how you doing? Mediocre. I didn't have time to make pancakes this morning, so I'm hungry. Spencer, foul mood, grumpy man. And then on to Levi, rounding out the bases. Levi, how you doing this morning? Fantastic and better than Spencer because I had pancakes this morning. But did Ooh. did you actually have pancakes? I actually had pancakes. Oh my god, I'm so happy. <laughs> Look at that. We're one for four with the pancakes. All right, so we have pulled everybody together here. Uh, a, to just chat. That's what this podcast does. But B, is also to talk about a shared experience that we have. And the shared experience this week is we all bought each other food. We've done podcasts on this before. Basically, what we do, draw names out of a hat or whatever system BJ comes up with. And we buy each other food via a delivery app. Now, we all live in different zip codes, except for me and BJ, but we're let's just say we live in different zip codes and uh, we just send each other food and then we talk about it the next day. We have a little bit of an idea of what each other ordered, but we're going to talk about it in more detail now. BJ, do you want to get us started? What did you get? Uh, yeah. So um, we had a reprisal uh, in some way of Namin. Uh, it's a uh, Koku M or something. It, they have a bunch of different restaurants and instead of uh, chicken sandwiches, we got subs uh, there were some chicken subs. Uh, there was a gochujang chicken. There was uh, a gochujang chicken is fire, by the way. Yes, it is. Uh, it is really good. Uh, they were a little heavy on the gochujang this time, but it was still good, but a little bit uh, too much there. Uh, there was a spicy chicken and coleslaw one. There was a more classic banh mi with pork belly. And uh, then the last one was a... Uh, slow cooked beef. Uh, I'm not exactly sure what that was, uh, but both of them had really nice uh, uh, carrot and uh, radish pickles. And so all in all, really good. Um, I am still a little bit full from those, um, I will admit. So gochujang, um, for folks who don't know, is like a, like a chip. Like, would you, is it fair to describe it as almost like a Chinese barbecue sauce? Yeah, so it's a, a Korean uh, fermented soy paste. Uh, so gochujang is there's one Korean. with uh, red pepper in it, so it's a little bit spicy. And then there's uh, they have like like four or five different versions that are all like these fermented soy with something in it, and some of them with just fermented soy, and that's what gives a lot of the uh, depth of flavor in a lot of Korean food. Um, and you know, it's a just a really great a great thing to have in, in your fridge and just toss in some things every so often. It's gotten popular too. Cause there's like some lesser known food chains up in the Northeast who started like Korean fried chicken sandwiches on their menu and they put, yeah. and they put gochujang on it and they actually advertise gochujang, which makes me think that like, it's like breaking through people are starting to know. Yeah. I think David Chang was sort of like the oh, yeah. gochujang everything. And then people started around that, that and uh, Kogi and a couple of other like food trucks started just like, you know, Korean everything, tacos, whatever else. And that's sort of how it came into the uh, cultural zeitgeist. It's a great thing to be in the cultural zeitgeist. It's great flavor to just put in stuff. Um, and I will say again, I know this is, this is a hot take that nobody else agrees with me on, but fried chicken from Asian places is, is on point. Mm-hmm. Um, I'm like more I mean, consistent. I, agree with, I mean, I agree with you. Than, than just, you know, random Southern fried chicken. Mm. What was that last sentence there, BJ? More consistent than random Southern Fine. fried chicken. Consistent. Yeah. Mm, uh, I don't know about that. I don't, I mean, I think that's a bit of a weird take, to be honest, right? I mean, like fried food is like generally pretty damn consistent. Like, there's not a lot of, a lot of variability there. There's like really, really good ones. Yeah. But like the, the floor there is pretty, pretty high up there. Yeah. That's just, that's that, that, 
That's fair. I, you know, I, I said it was a hot take. I, you know, I, I know it is. I know I'm disagreed with by everybody the trouble, on the pod. That's fine. I guess the trouble with like gauging Southern food is that like generally most of us are experiencing it in city centers, but like mm-hmm. in order to get real good Southern food, you have to go places that people aren't. That's <laughs> true. You have to go to like these little like but places where it looks like a bomb went off and there's like 12 people in the county yeah. to get really good Southern food, but nobody ever goes there. So it's kind of hard to like gauge. I mean, so, and we've talked a little bit about, you know, doing this, you know, later this year is going to, to random places in North Carolina on sort of little weekend trips. And, and Lee's going to show me the ways of, of the, the Eastern Carolina living. Make you fall in love with North Carolina. That's right. That's what I'm going to do. Take you down to Kinston, out to Tarboro. Just, just run you all through the East. You'll make zero friends, but you'll eat a lot of good food. That that sounds good. I I like that. I don't need more friends. <laughs> now, Spencer, you you said BJ was getting burritos. Why'd you uh why did you pull the rug out uh from under him on the burrito thing? Uh because to lie. Because BJ had complained so much about me ordering him 12 burritos <laughs> last time around that I want to just hearken back to that level of just overabundance of food. Just you know, put him under that degree of tension to then get into something that was hopefully more appealing. Man, that's kind of what uh-huh. I did last time. It, it was also, this was the easiest ordering experience just at all because their min, their online ordering menu for this little sub shop they set up is just mm-hmm. like six items. So I just yeah. said, yes, like, <laughs> I'll let it, send it to him. Perfect. Uh, Hoku, I, Hoku is like developing into a bit of an empire here though in, in Durham. They've yeah. got like what, four different restaurants, four or five different restaurants. They do, yeah. which makes ordering from their website difficult because you order from a single page for all of their restaurants. Wait a yeah. second, did you order from their directly from their website? I pondered it because they, they had no delivery costs, but it would have uh, been, been, been for pickup only as it turned out. Oh, uh, okay. Interesting. Um, so Spencer, I almost did the same for you, but I backed off because I thought it would be complete insanity um, to just say yes. Cause you know, ah, basically you, you got close. Uh, yeah. I mean, there were a lot of options and um, I thought, I think the ratio that each of us had for dinner to dessert might've, might've been perfect. It might've been a little heavy for you guys. I don't know. Um, but I also want to know before you get into what I sent you, are you guys dessert first people? Because there was a little bit of a confusion to something you ate that was on the dessert side of things. Was that a, we're going to have a little dessert first. Oh God, this is ground beef. Bridget, I'm pretty sure Bridget thought it was like a brand muffin or something. It's like, <laughs> this is a lot of fried food. Let's start off with a little bit of fiber to get things going. And it turned out to just be a massive honk of ground beef. Yeah. So that, that was key um, which was a very weird thing for them to have. I think it's a Portuguese restaurant. So that, that, that would make sense from the other things that were on the menu. But yeah, BJ ordered for me, which amounted to a tower of pastels of all kinds of various varieties, and then various other stuffed goods and desserts to accompany them. And they were good. They were quite tasty. We enjoyed the flavor of them. Eating a lot of pastels to start a meal, though, just invites them to swell in your stomach in a way that doesn't want to make you eat for a few hours afterwards. All right. Hand up, I got to say. Uh, what pastels? What are you? What is that? Uh, BJ, how would you best define them? They're basically just fried dough with things. Yeah. In the so it's, it's like a fried empanada. Like it's super okay. similar to an empanada. Um, it's just, you know, from a slightly different place. They're a little bit flatter. Um, it's weird. You can also order empty ones, which why you like 
why you would do that. I guess you just really like the dough, but um, that would be strange. Seems strange. It, yeah, unless there's like a dipping sauce or something. It, as you can see from this receipt, they tend to be more than a little bit greasy because the grease has actually eliminated half the receipt that I wouldn't be able to read. <laughs> See, that's Soaked always a good it. sign for me. Talking about Southern food, that now that's a good sign. When you're getting takeout from a Southern restaurant, you got the greasy the greasy receipt. Mm-hmm. Yeah. When, when the receipt has arrived and you can no longer read it because the grease has melted away all of the entries, good place. So yeah, it was good. I would just, I would encourage, middle note for self, eat half the pastels at the start and a half later, don't share them all at the very beginning because then you'll <laughs> not be able to eat for the next four hours because they uh, swell. Yeah, so how were the desserts? Because I got you... I think like six different different options. You got us like a little sampler tray of like four four or so tiny ones, and then you got us like what was a corn pudding and yeah. a chocolate cake. We have not Shout eaten the corn pudding. Corn pudding is great. We're saving that for today. Haven't had that one yet. Chocolate cake, solid chocolate cake. It's either going to be good or it's going to be dry, and this one was good. Uh, the little desserts, mixed bag. Some were better than others, but it was still nice to have like a little sampler tray to do things on. This was the highest portion dessert to meal we've gotten from anyone we've done in the past, but it still worked out well. We still had a lot of meals. It's actually an impressive amount of food. So, yeah, we had fun, and we watched uh, Willow, the old fantasy movie, while we ate, so we were happy. Willow? What's that? You've never seen that one before? No. Who here has seen the movie Willow, 1988, Val Kilmer, Warwick Davis? Nope. Directed directed and written written by George Lucas, directed by Ron Howard. Hmm. What? I haven't heard of this. It's a cult classic. It, if we, we should watch it up on, right now, Willow. We should watch it on this program sometime. It is, it is happily ripping off all classic fantasy tropes to make it into a single film, particularly <laughs> Lord of the Rings. But it's almost self-aware about it, is that we're just going to do a fantasy, a fantasy classic, and you're going to have fun with it. But young, Lord of the Rings came out in in early 2000s, Spencer. How are they ripping it off? The book, BJ. The freaking book. Goddamn you, George Lucas read it the same way he read <laughs> Campbell and then reproduced something from it. A young farmer is chosen to undertake a perilous journey in order to protect a special baby from an evil queen. Yeah, you uh, you you just make a just change a couple words. You got Lord of the Rings. Uh, <laughs> and it's even filmed in New Zealand on all the same shots that Peter Jackson did. So I'm pretty sure Peter Jackson watched the film to then adapt Lord of the Rings. But yeah, we should watch it on this sometime. It's a great film and it was a great was a great dinner theater for us. That sounds like a lovely nice. night, Spencer Vance. Uh, Levi, what'd you get? Uh, I can describe the, the, the constituents, <laughs> but I don't have any clue um, of the details. So um, I got what looks to be um, delivery from a Dominican restaurant. Is that right? Am I right oh, that it's merengue? Correct. I've, I, I was scouring various Boston area eateries to get a sense of where I was <laughs> from, because I, th- I think this is something that, that, that we have all, all experienced, right, is that um, through the, the delivery services, they're not particularly good about it, including necessarily a receipt to tell you what you got, which makes sense in most cases, right? You, Actually, it's you know what you got. a restaurant called Bonnie. Bonnie. That makes sense. Why I couldn't couldn't align with some of the food that I got to to, to the menu. <laughs> but it means you're right about the type of food. Yeah. Um, but anyway, so I, I I got basically Dominican food. I mean, you know, fried plantains, chicharrones, um, like, you know, very very slow cook and and but but you know still full on chicken. Um, I got uh, pulled pork, uh, some sort of like fried banana, uh, little little setup. I think I think I got. Um, I couldn't quite place it. Um, Terry, it might have been plantains. It might have been bananas with the pulled supposed pork. To be, supposed to be fried plantains. Yeah. Um, yeah, I'm not a plantain guy, so I don't I don't have like a a, a taste for that. Um, and then a uh, 
what what Sam and I were sort of describing as a um, a a big glob of bread and meat, um, which is was the uh, what was it, Terry? The fungo. Yeah, yeah, fungo. So that's or, the or whole reason I sent it to you. Mofungo is one of like my low key favorite things that is starting to become more popular. And basically, what it is is they take plantain so you're not plantain guys wish kind of wish i'd known that that would have, that would have really changed the order um but they mash it up with some with spices and some vegetables like some really cooked vegetables so that it becomes like a like a paste and then some meat and they basically serve it to you as a blob yep. um and i fucking love it and i especially love it with chicharron so i got you chicharron mafungo um and they usually comes with like rice and maybe like a side salad or something like that because it is pretty heavy so like the salad's pretty important so uh- this thing that's all mashed up together like is so every bite's the same bj this is uh this is bj's uh, attempt to to try to box me in on soup um i'm just (laughs) gonna say that we can continue it but i'm never gonna like soup and uh no i think that what i like about uh mafungo that's different is you get i mean you do get different bites because there's different there's different thing components to it but i also use mafungo almost like a um maybe like a little bit of a um, condiment maybe as I'm eating, because yeah. I'll, I'll put it on tostones. I'll put it with rice and beans as I go. And so yeah. it's a lot of mixing and going as I'm eating a, a meal like that. It's kind of like a meat guacamole kind of deal where, you know, it's kind of pasty and you can just put it, dip things, put it on things. Yeah. But it's, I mean, it's a little bit more cooked, right? So it's, so yeah. it's, it's, it's like a, almost like a, uh, uh, I guess it's plantain bread in a sense. Mm-hmm. Um, but Terry, so my comment about, about, about plantains is not that I don't like them. It's just that I got, I don't typically fuck with them. Like I, I just, that's, that's not my jam. Um, they were delicious. Um, but, um, I will say, um, rice and, 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 and beans classic that's, that's too underused, um, in a lot of dishes. Like you can just throw some, some rice and beans together. I agree hundred percent, you know, put, put a little spices in there. Like that's that's a brilliant side. It's far better than white rice. Like get out of here, white rice. That's that's for Asian dishes. Every everyone else needs to needs to adopt the rice and beans mantra. Um, Shout out, I agree. Uh, but overall, it was absolutely delicious. We also got some some passion fruit um, and uh, a passion fruit uh, juice and a lemonade. Uh, there was a um, a couple of servings of tres leches. So um, you know we can be completely honest. We didn't completely finish those um, because there was a lot of food. Um, so we've got a little trace leches for, for later today, but overall it was a fantastic meal. Um, and, and Terry, what did you get? Well, first off your, your partner is, a, doesn't like mango or is allergic to mango. Um, it's a um, <laughs> politically sore topic. Um, I, the reason why I say that is because she claims she's allergic. Uh, I claim that she had a tummy ache when she was seven um, and that we don't have any evidence that she's actually allergic to mango since she was seven. So uh, I don't really believe all that. <laughs> is she willing well, to test this? That is a very on like brand Levi like no. argument. Um, all no, I know is that <laughs> I, I remember now that that, because the BJ sent out like, okay, here's the things to remember. And one of the things to remember was Sam something mango. And I, I Levi, now you've told me maybe, maybe it was, Maybe he said she was allergic or something. I don't know. Anyway, I ordered the drinks. Completely slipped my mind, the whole thing of mango. And Levi texts me and goes, is there mango in one of these drinks? And I had about a 25 cent or 25 like second panic 
because I thought, well, surely I just ordered some fucking mango drink and didn't think of it. I'm going to seem like a the real big asshole here. And then I looked and it was passion fruit. And I was like, really looked at <laughs> But that was, <laughs> it was pure luck on my part, Levi. I completely forgot. Oh, by the way, Terry, don't, don't, don't feel remotely bad about that. Um, one of her, her best friends growing up um, for, for many, many years uh, for, for birthday gifts, she would get her, get Sam uh, mango related things because in her head, she's like, Sam mango, Sam mango, Sam mango. Um, and, and didn't realize God, that she'd be not mango. Way. So it was like, like, let's say there's you know, 10 birthday presents, four or five of them um, in, in, involve mangoes in some way. And she's just like, ah, oh, God, I can't keep it straight. Um, but yeah, she said this many years of mango and she still hasn't tried it until she was seven. Uh, she's not trying to like mess around with this stuff. Like I, you or I would say, Hey, it's going to be, it's going to be a crazy weekend. We're going to, we're, we're, we're just going to do it. Read your calendar. We're going to get plenty of fluids. We'll get some, some yeah. possible dreams. If, if there's any, any reactions, we'll just have some and try it out. Uh, she's not willing to do that, but yeah, I, I'm of the take of the opinion. She had a stomach ache when she was seven and I don't know why she'd be <laughs> allergic to mango. That's ridiculous. But I guess well, I lucked I, out because I, I, I there was a mango option. I just uh-huh. happened to click man passion fruit. So shout out. Uh, <laughs> I got really lucky there. Um, and the really great, by the, by the way, I, I don't think I've, I mean, probably have had mango at some point in my life, but like, it's not like a regular thing. So I don't have a taste for it. Um, so it's one of those things of, Ooh, this could be, I don't yeah. know. Cause I've never really invested a lot of time in mango. It, it, I mean, we have mango trees growing all over the place down here in Florida. If you'd like me to send you a fresh batch, I'm happy to do so. Do it right here. This guy, yeah. I love sure. mango. Love yeah. big mango I, fan. Okay. Um, I got uh, food from a, from an Irish pub. So I've been on a diet recently and I got a cheese, I got a burger, which was like fucking rocked my world a little bit because i had not had a cheeseburger in like six months picture was a good looked like a good burger too i was so excited uh so i had some cheeseburger and then there was a caesar salad that had some spicy caesar dressing which was really good but the whole the whole meal the crowning achievement of meal is the brussels sprouts so they have these brussels sprouts that were cooked i think they were probably boiled to get the centers cooked but then they were clearly roasted and glazed and then topped with a blue cheese dressing i think and then blue cheese crumbles and it was the Brussels sprouts were amazing, but like, it just made me think that like, I just want to give all of us like humanity, like I'm just talking to all humans right now, a lot of credit for what we've done with Brussels sprouts in the last 10 years. We deserve a lot of credit for this because Brussels sprouts were the ugly stepchild of the vegetable community, like turning into the, into the year 2000. And we have turned it into like bar snacks and food and like the thing to get on a menu. Like, it's kind of amazing to me that I get food from an Irish pub that included mashed potatoes, curried chicken, my burger. And like the thing I was most excited about was Brussels sprouts, which is like, <laughs> you would not, I would never have guessed that growing up. So it's, I think we've done a really good job with Brussels sprouts. I'm really, I'm really pleased with where we're at. It's been such a weird long walk when it's come to Brussels sprouts, because for like generations, they were the classic example of the inedible food that you always would mock, you know, the, the mush thing that would be at the table that no one would touch. Because I think, Throughout most of like the 1950s through the 70s, the only way people knew how to make vegetables was to steam them. Or boil uh, them, yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and like, so two nights ago, I go to this, uh, my, my stepfather's in town and he's um, I'm like a, a member of a country club here. So I go to this country club that it's like, I never would go to a country club for dinner, but anyway, I go. And the what is the thing I'm excited about on this huge ass menu is they have Brussels sprouts that are candied with bacon and um, dried cranberries. 
And that was the appetizer. And, oh, nice. and I got a really good entree and Sarah had a good entree. I tried hers, but the best thing on the table was Brussels sprouts. So yet again, Brussels sprouts coming through. Um, but yeah, the meal was very good. And what I, what I liked about it is that, and what I really like about doing this with you guys is that I end up getting food that I would never order for myself. And I don't mm-hmm. really have a, I don't really have a choice in it. Like Levi decided Terry's getting a burger tonight. And like, that's mm-hmm. great because I, well, whatever you ordered one. Um, and I never would get that. I wouldn't get that for myself right now. It's not where my head's at. So it was like kind of exciting to me to have an excuse to eat one. So I thought it was really cool. Um, yeah, it's been so a lot of fun. The funny thing about that, that statement there, Chad, the re- reason why I gave that reaction is because I, I literally was sort of scrolling through places, like looking to see what kind of appetizers they had anything that sort of like looked particularly interesting or good or delicious. And I saw those Brussels sprouts and said, okay, so what Levi's got to do now is figure out if there's enough c- company material to make up uh, for, for, you know, to, to build around the Brussels sprouts. Brussels sprouts were the main. Uh, okay, yeah. I can do a burger. Okay, well, I know Terry's on the diet, but, you know, split it and have a little bit. Um, exactly what we did. Do yeah. some 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 curry chicken. Okay, so we, so we don't have just, just bar full on bar food. We have something a little different. Put a salad in there as a token thing um, and, 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 you know, call it a day so that um, was a good call and then a key slice of key lime pie key lime, which is yeah. really good too mm. key lime key lime pie like i'm a big fruit pie guy so like i'm always gonna go like if i have my absolute choice it's gonna be like apple or rhubarb or blueberry maybe mm-hmm. but like of the non-fruit pies with the you know with the crust and all, it, it, when you get into like the sort of cold pies i gotta say key lime might be my favorite I, i'm a i'm real partial to lemon meringue lemon meringue's really good too but man key lime is so fucking clutch um, and it's like, it's not heavy. So it's one of yeah. those desserts. I feel like I can kind of eat a lot of, and I don't feel like gross after I've eaten it. So question for the crowd, what is the next vegetable the hipsters are going to, going to bring back around? Right. So, so then with Russell sprouts, that's, that's sort of a staple at this point, collard greens had their, their come up with this sort of new American South. Yeah, um, it hasn't really penetrated bit. most places. Stop it, BJ. You're, you're, you're a Yankee. You don't have a, have a taste for it. Yeah. You have a bad, no, you, I, no, I like collard greens. I like, I love this Southern collard green thing. I just don't think it's had the penetrance of other things. I mean, kale was already, kale was the pre Brussels sprout. Yeah, it was uh, kale. Brussels sprouts. I think cauliflower maybe had a moment there. Um, cauliflower. Yeah. We've kind of gone a little, we got a cauliflower, went, cauliflower went the wrong direction though. Cauliflower then just went bread replacement. And I think yeah, that a little, was a complete a failure. Got a little drunk with cauliflower. Got went a little far with it. What about broccoli? Are we, are we going to do it with broccoli? Is, it, is that what's next? I hope so. I love broccoli. I, I, I really, really like, like roasted it. broccoli, but I don't think so. Um, I mean, cabbage has like had this slow comeback. I mean, because slaws have really like come into their own as like a solid side that isn't like the same coleslaw that you used to get basically grocery store coleslaw. So um, I think it's going to be carrots. Um, I know. I know people eat carrots now, but I think like having like an appetizer of like roasted carrots that are like with all the flavorings and stuff where you're just eating like a pile of carrots. I think that might be the next thing. Keto friendly, cheap, um, good supply. Uh, you're not going to have, you're not going to run out of carrots. Um, mm-hmm. I, I, they are really, really good roasted. I have roasted all of these within the last week. So I'm all about these. If these start to become more mainline. Um, so I'm thinking on a root vegetable, like rutabagas, turnips, uh, something like that. Cause I think that has a lot of option to it and has a, like a little bit, you know, spin on a flavor flavor compared to potatoes. Um, they're real hearty, but 
I think as a diet dish, celery has potential. Other than the fact that I hate its flavor, you have to do so much to make it actually edible to me. So I'll make that my challenge entry. So if they can make celery appealing and without stewing it for like three hours, good on them. I, I, outside of Cajun food, I have no time for celery. Cajun I don't food. want it. I don't want it anywhere. Yeah, they stick it in celery like it's like part of the trio or whatever. Uh, okay, yeah, yeah, yeah. The... And it's like pretty good in gumbo or whatever, but I'm not really tasting celery. But like- yeah. Fuck, fuck celery like in general it tastes terrible it's stringy um you have to cook it forever i, I think this is where brie would get on board with with uh your comments i mean for the most part you know she's kind of out on broccoli and some other things but hate celery very funny bridget has family members that will add celery to every single salad that they're ever near like they'll if, even if someone else is making a salad they'll cut up celery to throw over their shoulder into it they're not looking. that's like a weird like restaurant grating parmesan kind of thing it, it is it's like it's it, it, it's can i offer a little celery so. there, there, <laughs> there is no salad that is improved by the appearance of celery in the middle of it i would if i knew about that i would have sent you the celery that i had was that that was the size of a toddler like nothing, i just i had no idea what to do with that thing nothing will turn me into like a seven-year-old faster than sticking celery to salad and i start picking around it on the plate and yeah. i'm piling it up in the corner like celery but i know you can do things to celery that make it palatable i know if you put it in a stew or if you cook it with certain meats in terms of like soaking in the sauce it can get a nice flavor but it's like you know baseline it's like a worse version of mushrooms of where it will taste good if you have other things that substitute its flavor right that, not seeming to offer anything itself that was a good pickup mushrooms like had the i think one of the earliest uh come to prominence with like portobello mushrooms getting grilled yeah, uh, that was like a, a 90s mushrooms, thing. mushroom yeah. burgers and stuff. Yeah. So Levi, what's your pick? I'm not opposed to any of those. I mean, I, I honestly, I, I had ulterior motive. I'm going to be honest here, guys, uh, if we're in truth, truthful here, I just wanted to make sure it wasn't beat. Beats are dreadful. They're terrible. Oh. I've never had a good beat. Um, I'm, I'm king of my own right. I outlaw beats. I've never been around a beat that I'd liked. Um, I don't like to be in the same hemisphere as a beat. Uh, and I was just wanting to make sure that everyone here in their in, in their infinite wisdom didn't say beets, because if so, then I may have to move somewhere like Sweden or Iceland. Like Iceland doesn't have that. You don't like pickle beets? You don't like little pickle beets? Love pickled beets. That's why I didn't mention beets is that we've already discovered the perfect form of beets. You soak them in vinegar and they're great. I like roasted beets. I like pickled beets. I, so beets like were a staple of like Bears, food that I grew up with. Too. I mean, it's real your Eastern European kind of thing. So. Oh, yeah. Eastern European beet, beet was a way of life. Beet was yes. the base, base of the dish, whatever it was. Yep. Yeah, I, I, I just kill myself at that point. Like, it's, it's not life's not worth living. Um, so I'm I'm good there. Um, Terry, I will allow you if, if at some point you want to try try to find like a good preparation of beet because I I I trust your ability to find interesting things at some point. Um, but my default here is that beets are absolutely dreadful and they can go to hell. I think the best way to try, I mean, you, you may still not like them, but like that for me, the best way to like try them would be like pickled in like a salad with goat cheese. Cause like pickled beets and goat mm -hmm. cheese is a pretty solid combination. Um, and a salad. I was going to say that or roasted. I really, really like roasted beets. They can get really sweet. Salt, salt, pepper. Yeah. 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 That's true. Um, beets, beets weirdly. I, I did a couple like, um, references there as we were going beats weirdly gotten into popular media you've got dwight shrew from the office bears mm -hmm. Battle, star galacta you got tommen in game of thrones who fucking hates beats out on beats gonna outlaw beats when he's king his own right um beats beats kind of like uh getting into the popular culture there but like doesn't have like the renaissance of, of like the other things that 
get into popular culture is like a good thing. It was just they're always like the uh, the downfall. Like it was like a bad thing. Yeah, that, yeah, that's true. Both those references are kind of like shitting on them. We're, um, we're, we're also all discussing vegetables we've actually heard of. There are also those inevitable cycles of where someone discovers an East Asian vegetable that doesn't exist on anyone's radar and suddenly every restaurant has it for a several week period. Well, that's something yeah. that annoys the hell out of me. And I don't, I don't think it's complete bullshit is that there's you go into like Asian grocery stores, which by the way, Asian grocery stores superior to regular grocery stores. But you go in and they'll just they'll just call things Chinese, whatever vegetable it is, they'll call it a Chinese whatever. And mm-hmm. it's completely different. So you walk in and you're like oh here's chinese snow peas and it looks like a cauliflower like or you know that's not like true but like that's kind of what happens like they'll they'll call it chinese whatever and i'm like and and i'm like then like googling like trying to figure out i think it's just sloppy naming i don't think they're really all called chinese whatever if you're shopping for vegetables at an asian supermarket without a clear target you're playing russian roulette because you have no idea what you're necessarily getting the end like it, it gets yeah real sideways depending on the populations that they're catering to uh because like if there are multiple like asian populations that that one place is catering to like the naming is just all sorts of funky um and really and really not helpful yeah and if you're and if you're eating like i've had meals with uh folks um who uh like grew up in asia and they'll like be like well this is a chinese whatever and i'm like looking at them like i don't think that's what that is i mean like that's what you're calling it but i don't think that's what it yeah. is. Or they'll say, here's a, try this. This is Chinese broccoli. And I'm like, bro, that is just broccoli. Like that is not Chinese <laughs> nothing. That's I was going to say, which is funny because there is like, everybody sort of has agreed that Gailan is Chinese broccoli. And then there's like beef and broccoli, which is just, no, that's just straight up broccoli. There's no Chinese about it. Yeah. So it's, it's kind of, it's very, you're, I think Spencer's on, onto something there. I think when you go into like produce section of Asian grocery stores when they're trying to like put English names on stuff. It's a, it's a clusterfuck. You don't know what yeah. you're buying. I mean, you, it's pretty much all high quality, at least in my Asian grocery stores, you, whatever it is, it's probably going to be good. You just don't know what the hell it is. Yeah. yeah. Um, so Spencer, hmm. is there a coin? Oh yes. yes. There, Great there, call, BJ. there are coins in the world. Yes. What, what are you asking? So, so, we had a text conversation. I don't remember where this came up, but you were taking some, you know, community college extension course to to mint your own coins. No, wait a second. Pause. BJ, this is what you do on reads. This is you create hearing <laughs> something, creating a backstory about it, and then thinking that's true and then saying the backstory as if the that is the true thing. So what happened is Spencer said that he mints his own coins and we were all like, what? And then BJ smartly said, pause, let's talk about that on the podcast. But then you, this is, this is my guess here, BJ, you filled in and thought, well, he probably took like some community college course about it. Spencer said that, that he went to some place that, to that, do his thing. That, that was part of the initial conversation where I learned how to do it. Yeah. I even sent you all around a video of the process. I, mm. I don't know that you did that. It on the original uh, text. Right? I took a minting course at a local community college. I cast and mint my own. Do you expect this? And and then so I was asking uh, Levi if he accepted this. So I think this was not in our main chat. This was like in a sub chat that that we had that didn't include Levi. And then I roped him in. And so Spencer says that he has his own minted coin that is too heavy to carry on a regular basis. Coins. You're, you're asking whether I carried coin, the, the coins with me. And then you made a joke about me putting them in a pillowcase to smack Doug with, which brought back fun memories. 
So how many no, times I said a challenge done? coin, which is a slightly different thing. I wasn't saying that you would hit him with it. I was saying that you would force him to, you know, buy a round of drinks or dinner or whatever it is that, that the military uses challenge coins for. Ah, I understand. My confusion. All right. So you say you like the the what I remember reading, and I could the, I could be doing the same thing. I just accused BJ of. But what I remember <laughs> reading was you. I mint my own coins, and like I heard that statement, and I thought mm, probably did it once. So how many times have you actually minted your own coins? Have you actually done it, or is this just a lie that you you enjoy teasing? This is with? obviously a lie that I was just making something up to see how long it would keep going. With it was just like, hey, this is something that I might vaguely think that I was doing. Let me find an internet video that vaguely describes the process. Let's go with it. I do. I'm gonna call that a win for me. I'm gonna call it a win. I did say that Spencer lied. BJ thought he'd done it at a at a community college. I the original original subject was do you own we got into the original topic of do you own gold coins that's true uh then then it, then it was just let's 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 make a lie and see how far, how far we can go with it what is it and you do own gold coins yeah my man is diversified what do you got oil futures too sure yes there you go wait so now that's a lie Spencer, that, that's a dollar. lie don't trust the dollar I, I own oil futures in the sense i own oil, I, we I, I, my family owns an oil well that, that, that is not owning oil futures, Spencer. We, we, <laughs> That's the definition of oil futures. That is the definition of oil futures. No, it's not. He, he doesn't have to take the, the future. He, if he doesn't like, if he doesn't sell the oil, he doesn't have to take delivery of it. That's where your family owns an oil well. What the? What did you? What did you? His dad was in Texas for long <laughs> enough that that you know he probably like you shooting one found one that he liked. And... It bounced the right way, and he's like, "I want that one." Well then. That his mom's side of the family owns like half of Venezuela, right? Um, so, so there's the other oil wells. That's true. My, my mom's family does have a royal a royal land grant in Venezuela. Yes. So why are you working? Because <laughs> he wants to retire really early. Damn, man. No, okay. in, oil well. in terms of stereotypical text and stuff, my dad still has on his on the wall in our den the rattles of the first rattlesnakes that he and his three-year-old sister shot when they were going over an abandoned concrete fort on the island off Texas they grew up on. So they're pretty, if you can think of a stereotypical Texan thing, they probably went through it at some point another growing up. Wow. This is, uh, so he lied about the coin thing. So that's not real. But now he's saying his family owns an oil well. So now you're going to have to ponder whether anything I just said about stereotypical Texan Venezuelan things are true. I think the rattlesnake thing is thing is true. I'm gonna I'm gonna go out on a limb. I don't know about the oil well thing. That sounds. There might be like there might be some kernel of truth to that. I just doubt there's like an entire like a rig somewhere that like kind of like Levi's naked oil well is. You have some real South there. Your pronunciation what? of oil was very 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 classic Southern. Oh, me saying oil? Yeah. Oh, when you say oh, oil well, it's oh well. Yeah. Okay. All right, y'all. Yeah, it slips out. I, I'm not gonna lie. It's, I've done my best it, to hide it, but it does slip out occasionally. Nah, there, there are always words. Um, I just don't think I'm gonna go. Out, I don't think that like the Leach family or whatever it, part of his family like actually owns like a full oil well. Like I don't think that's true. That I mean, I think you're right you're like imagining an oil rig that's producing a lot of oil there or any lot. oil. Mm. <laughs> uh i believe Spencer um on on this one um but i, I i'm with you bj i think i think we're if it's true it's 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 one of those small minor things right it's one of those the small little rinky dink things that, that you see in in the background of like a of a movie um what, what makes it fun too is that i get calls almost weekly from people looking to buy it 
And I don't know why they, they're calling me because my phone number is just listed on the family plan still, which have all the same family plan numbers from when I was like nine. And so I just come up as an, another Edward Leach number. And I get calls all the time saying, hey, we'd like to buy your interest in this well. Is that, can, we, can we arrange that? Can, is that something we can do? Mm, now it sounds a lot more like a lie. The, I believe the family plan part because you are a very cheap man. Um, yeah, he does have a family plan. I know that, yeah, I know that 100%. Yeah, that's that's hundred percent true. I don't believe this old thing. This doesn't sn- it doesn't pass. The I, I'm 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 starting to come out on it. If you'd like me to forward you one of the voicemails I've recently received on the subject of it, I'm happy to do so. That's no. not something I, I believe that you get bullshit because mm-hmm. if you know there's some sort of Texas adjacent thing, but but I need a you know so there's need needs to be some other proof that that there is oil well ownership. Okay, mark this down as another one to uh, further come back to at a later point. Uh, we we just ignore, we're ignoring also the royal land grant thing. Just keep that one in the background somewhere. The what? The land grant Venezuela thing. That my family got a royal land grant from the king of Spain in roughly about I don't seventeen fifty. And I don't understand what that means. The when my family was establishing itself in Venezuela, yeah. um, at my mom's side of the family, one of the ways they established themselves was around Lake Maracaibo. They received a royal land grant from the king of Spain as their own personal property by royal decree. Okay, but I mean that. That, but what is what does that have? What relevance does that have today? Do you still own the land? Is there? I mean, I was just trying to see whether you guys thought that one was a lie or truth or not. Hard, hard to tell. That one, that one's a little tough. I, like uh, I don't know how true. common those are because I could see that that there being like a, you know, everybody that goes, they want to settle the place, and sort of everybody that goes gets, you know, some group of royal decree of like here's some land, go go make it useful. It sounds like one of those things like like um, like Elizabeth Warren being like Native American, like how she was told that, like she like she was told that from like generations, sure, gen- like yeah. her family told her that. Like and then that, but it was like like a, like a generational game of telephone, like it, mm-hmm. it ended up being kind of a lie, but she didn't know it because she was just kind of told it through the generations that kind of that, that could be very similar. So, to what so, so that's a phone. You don't think it's true, but you don't think I'm lying. <laughs> I think you were probably told that. Mm. I'm not quite sure what the truth of it is. I mean, it could be 100% true or it could be like 12% true. I don't know. That's a fun game to play with me with all the stories I tell. I mean, I, I, mean, well, well, I was going to say, then then if we're going to go with that, there is no story that you tell that's 100% true. It could be in the high 90s, but but you are very like Twain and uh, you do not let. <laughs> the, the, that's the, a very good point, BJ. Twain, you, Homer. No, as, as you said with the book Lucky, I prefer to tell narratives rather than concrete history. Yes. Yeah, that sounds right. I think you were told it. I think there's probably some truth in it. I, th- I don't think it has any anything today. Like, I think I don't think you okay. own the land. Oh, now. I do I believe your family is from Venezuela. That that I do believe. So that that we, we already are at like the All five right, ten percent. We have truth. a foundation point. Okay. <laughs> uh, in terms of the oil well, would you accept testimony from my dad? Would you think my dad would lie? Yes. I, I think no. You, I'll trust dad, his dad. I'll trust your dad. When you say testimony, like, you know, if he if he's willing to, like, <laughs> I, sign I a document reach. with this. His dad's gentle. Stop this. Like, <laughs> like, his dad has a really good sense of humor, though. So, like. My, he, my dad is me in 40 years. I think yeah. your dad would tell. I don't know. I, it, even if. Let, how about this? For my purposes, if you get your dad to say it, then I'll then shout. Then I'll just give you credit. For my, like, I'll just say fine. Yeah. Honestly, just just get on the phone and say, hey, look, um. We don't know if your son's telling the truth necessarily, right? Um, what we want to know from you is: is this theoretical oil well? Why don't you delete it? You know, leave that to us in your, in your will. You know, just give it to me, Levi. Um, and and if it's real, he'll he'll, he'll hesitate. Um, 
the only problem there is that it's owned it's owned jointly between him and his two sisters. And so oh, I, that that's made it a nightmarish thing in terms of either transferring so, it or moving it to do anything. So what I'd want from him is is maybe a uh, uh, location, like where it is, like you know, an exact location of where it is, because he will know Look it up. immediately exactly where it is. Spencer might you might too, but. I do not remember exactly where it is, but it is in the voicemail that I can look up. Otherwise, okay. I can ask him. Yeah, you know, we'll, we'll we'll come back Tex- to, to Texas the is a big state. Sure. So back back to the plot of land, Spencer. I think oh I think you're lying. Oh, I think you showed your hand. How so? Uh, you cleanly rattled off the year in which the grant was given. I do not. I made up that number entirely right then. I do not remember the exact year, but I have it available. (laughs) You can confirm. So so at this point, you said, hey, Levi, your insightful uh, call out of my lie isn't actually evidence of my further lie because I didn't (laughs) actually admit to lying in this part. But I but I may be. Yes. Spencer, I can't. Okay, Levi. You don't have to deal with it. I have no further questions, Your Honor. I can't. People are saying that that Spencer's family got a land (laughs) from the Spanish royalty. A lot of people say it. A lot Everyone of people say, say it. yeah, mm-hmm. yeah. Don't, that, don't do the I, hands. Don't give me the I'm, hands. I'm with I'm with Levi on this. Like when you when he called the lie and you said, well, yeah, well, that was a lie, but not the rest <laughs> of it. Like I don't know what you do with that. <laughs> oh, this is a fun game. Spencer tells us things about his, his past and his family. We try to figure out if it's bullshit or not. Yeah, sure. We keep playing this game in the future. We've kind of been playing this game for the entire time y'all have done me. That's, that's true and it used to be personal details and now you've ventured into like family stuff because it used to be like well like i don't know like i don't uh, uh, i haven't <laughs> thrown a pair of socks away in 10 years or you know something like that true i think you'll have evidence for that one you just leave it in other people's houses and hope that it doesn't return to you so far i've been about half successful about that other than some very aggressive returning efforts okay well All right. this has been a fun conversation anything else we yep. want to cover as usual no i think we're going Cool. All right. Well, thanks, everybody. And uh, we will see you next time here on Mango Talks.